So, if you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know words like feature quite heavily. So, if you've got kids listening or you're easily offended, I'd highly advise you to All right, kids, it's Kath. And thanks for coming to join me in the dingiest nook of the podcast sphere. I'm afraid we're all out of bog roll and the toilet's blocked. It's a place of eternal congestion. Oh, what's that bright light? Oh, oh, it's blinding me. Is there a tunnel? Is this, is this the end? Is it fuck? It's just the beginning, kids. Welcome to... As we watch the battery fade on our once fully charged phones, let's welcome our guests to this hovel. While some pods break bread and talk about the good times, this pod ain't so twee. No, we're breaking bones and talking death. Joining me today to tell us all about their fantasy funeral is... Nick Grimshaw, <laughs> a.k.a. Grimmy. <laughs> Love the a.k.a. <laughs> a.k.a. Grimmy. A.k.a. Uh, I love that. Welcome, Mr. Grimshaw. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks for having me. Very nice to meet you, because we've never met. We've not, no. Uh, but I'm a big fan. I think, I mean, I'm too, I think when you started DJing on Radio 1... I started listening to Radio Four. Right, great. Um, not not happy on a, to help. It's not a personal right. attack. <laughs> it was just you know because I'm quite old, so I stopped listening to Radio. I mean, I never ever thought I would get bored of pop music or mm-hmm. or it'd be too much for mm-hmm. me to listen to in the mornings. Yeah. But now, what's happened in the last few months, I've even stopped listening to Radio 4. Even that's too much. Even that's too much. What is it now? Just silence. Just the squeaking of my own lungs. (laughs) (laughs) Morning. (laughs) Well, thanks for having me. I was dead excited to do this. Oh, well. I'm not saying it because you said it, but I'm a massive fan of yours, Kathy. I was proper obsessed with you when when I used to watch you on the telly. And uh, still I'm obsessed with you now when I watch you on the telly. Well, you know, because you're that age, I suppose. You were very young. Because I listened to your lovely book yesterday, Soft Touch. Soft Lad. Oh, Soft Close. Lad. Soft Lad. Close. It is a so- <laughs> Soft Touch cover. That's what they call the cover. But you were a little tiddler, really, during the... Not a tiddly, tiny, but you were a sort of a young lad when uh, all the nonsense of mm-hmm. the 90s was happening. And, uh, and that was really nice to to listen to, actually, to sort of hear it from your point of view of being a sort of fan of television, being a fan of comic relief mm-hmm. and making everyone shut up to watch comic relief yeah, yeah, on the yeah. telly. Yeah, I remember just loving it. And I rem- like the telly moments, I hate watching some on demand, like streaming. Oh, really? I like watching the actual telly. Oh. And I'd ro- rather watch them on the telly that I don't love. Yes. rather than some that say on Netflix that I do love because I like to think everyone's watching this. So oh. I quite like that feeling. I love when I walk the dogs at night and I see like two houses yes. watching the same thing. Yes, And I'm like, I watched the one show as well. Oh, right, Like right. I like that feeling. So when I was, I think that comes from when I was little. <coughs> I loved all those shows that felt like everyone was watching it, you know, like Comet Relief or, yes. you know, like, you know, the fast show or something, stuff that everyone talked about. I yeah. loved it. 
So before we start this podcast, I mean, we've got podcasts coming out of our ear holes, haven't we? Literally. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's not enough, is there? And uh, But you do one called Dish. Mm. I do it with Angela Hartner. Do you know her? I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I proper love her and uh-huh. she's really great. So yeah, we started it last year. Angela and I get together, me and Angela Hartner, and we cook. She Well, she, she cooks. cooks. She cooks, I watch. Uh-huh. And I make a cocktail or a drink or whatever. And then we invite someone on and we all have dinner and have a chat. You should come on it. It's really fun. It's dead easy. I should actually because yeah. I did that um, off menu one. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which I I call where's me dinner. Yeah, because you talk about it. Yeah, because I I can't remember off menu. I don't know. And what does that mean off menu? Off menu. I Doesn't guess what mean? you'd demand maybe. What you demand? Like that? Yeah, like your oh, dream that's thing. It. Of think, course, yeah? of course. Do you think? Um, yeah. yeah, you're yeah. right, because you can just say, no, no, I don't want anything on yeah, the menu. Yeah, I want this. This, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, come on it. It's really fun. Me and Angela, we have a laugh. She's amazing. Oh, and do you know what I would like? Because in your lovely book, you talk about one of your auntie's cheese and onion pie. Oh, yeah, pie. Auntie Carmel's cheese and onion pie. Amazing. Out of control. Right, well, anyway. listen, that's been beautiful, <laughs> talking about living and eating. Mm-hmm. But this is all about dying, death, dying, yeah. babe. Be a good way to go, actually, gluttony. I like eat till you're dead. Yeah, yeah, but choking though would that involve? Well, I think rather than a choke, like your organs can't hack the oh, cheese. You just like, explode. Yeah, <laughs> you just blow. The death. So, mm. lovely Nick, how do you want to die? Well, I guess everyone must say like it must be nice to go to sleep, mm. to have a nice sleep, and then. You'd be dead. Yes. Which might be quite nice. I think, though, uh, maybe like to go in quite a funny way or like a dramatic way. Mm-hmm. So do I always think, by the way, I should let you know, like I always think I'm going to die. Yes. So everything that I do, I think, could die now. So like when the door goes yeah. and think, oh, it's a murderer. Always had that since I was little. And I think I had that from, I got the fear instilled into me very young by the film Edward Scissorhands. Yes. Like really young. And my mum and dad never saw it. My cousin took me Mm. and they thought, oh, it's a kid's film. You're being dramatic. (laughs) And I was like, no, it's like sinister and like he was creepy. So I think that instilled proper fear in me. Right. And then, um, so I always think I could go at any moment. Like if I get in the sea, I think someone's going to eat me. Right. I get in the car, someone's going to crash into me. So I do have that all the time. By the way, yeah. probably should speak to a therapist rather than you about it, don't you think? Well, well <laughs> Maybe yeah. Maybe mention it. Yeah, yeah. But also, but did you think on your way here, what have I dropped dead while Kathy Burke's talking to me? I mean, yeah, if it did happen, it'd be fantastic for this podcast. It sort of would be good, but it could also be the death of the podcast. Of the podcast, yeah. But I guess the, you know, it's doing exactly what it says on the tin then. Tough getting a new guest, though. Like he died on it. Yeah, yeah. Risk assessment's a nightmare after the, a death. That's it. So I think maybe something quite dramatic, like like a, a shark attack or something like that. Oh. Like I think if you're going to go, let's go. Yeah, yeah. You know, so maybe like out on holiday, swimming with sharks. Also, the shark might quite like that. Mm. Get a good substantial meal. Yes, and especially if you've just had some cheese and onion pie. Exactly, yeah. And then the and shark it's a circle gets of life it. element as well, isn't it? Like, I've gone back to nature. That's it. And I think you'd go pretty quick. Do you think? It depends where it got you, I guess. Depends if, what you started chewing up yeah, first. Yeah, if it's a leg, you're in. it's a slow bleed. Yeah, yeah. But if he goes torso, uh huh, pretty good. 
So maybe a torso attack by a large animal. Or head first. Or would be even oh, better. head would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Head first yeah. by a large uh, mammal or shark. Yeah. Yeah. What if you went in whole, though? Like, um, what was that? Oh, Moby Bible? Dick, was it? Did but he go in? Did he? Was Jonah. The, the, oh, Jonah the, and the whale. The, 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 that's the Bible yeah. story, isn't it? I'd hate to be trapped in a whale. Would you? I bet it stinks in there. Yeah, yeah. Minging. I remember reading a really good story once of a guy. Um, oh, no, it won't, I didn't read it. I watched it on the telly oh. on like um, one of them rubbish like Sky channels. Uh-huh. And it was the story of a guy who went missing for three days. And that's what happened. He was in a, a, a whale, came up and like went to get plankton and just took the man. Right. And then he went in the whale's mouth and he broke his leg or whatever. Uh-huh. And he just went missing for three days. And yeah. his wife was like, where are you? And he was like, I was in a whale's mouth. And that's a true story. Well, he uh, says it's a true story. I think he might have just been having an affair. And that's what he went with. <laughs> I was in a whale's mouth. So maybe, yeah, at hold by an animal. I think that sounds great. And, yeah. no, and nobody said that so far, mm. I don't think. So it's a nice... What animal do you think could do the best job? Well, what about... They're meant to be very dangerous, although they look cute. But isn't the hippo meant to be the most dangerous yeah. animal? Yeah, and I reckon that bite is like right through your neck bone. All right, let's go for a hippo attack. A hippo attack. Hippo attack. Okay. Do you know what I would like to do, dying-wise? Yeah. But it sort of ruins the rest of the podcast in terms of the funeral and stuff. Okay. My dream situation actually would be um, an asteroid hitting Earth and everyone dies at the same time. Ah, yes. Because I think that's quite nice, that everyone going at the same time. Uh And I think there'd be something quite nice if... We got told on the news today, in 24 hours, we're all going to blow. Right. I think I'd find that quite nice that everyone's going to go at the same time. I think it would just cause riots and mayhem and yeah, upset. We shouldn't be warned. Do you know what I think? Just, yeah, just surprise. We all die together. together. That'd be quite nice, I think. <laughs> what would you do if it was tomorrow? Oh, I'd go to Manchester, knock on your auntie's door, <laughs> and I'd say, make me a cheese and onion fucking pie. Now. 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 I think a lot of people would do that, to be fair. <laughs> well, let's let's forget about the asteroid mm-hmm. one, because it does it does muck up this whole podcast. Mm. So, well, death by hippo. Death by hippo. Also, the, the, the your like, final few days yes. on safari would be really nice. I suppose so. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the lead up's sort of nice. You're yeah. in like nature, see all the animals, then. And then. See you later. See you later. Dead. So, the obituary. I really want it in. Do you know what I loved? And I always loved them. And I've not got them for years. And me and my friend used to get them on a Tuesday. I think they came out on a Tuesday. All those rubbish like magazines, like Take a Break. Oh, yes. I love them. And like the sort of scandalous headlines and the uh-huh. front covers of like, my wife left me for schizophrenic milkman or whatever. And they're all yeah. like these like dramatic stories. So I think I'd quite like a Take a Break story about front my front cover. Yeah. Nick Grimshaw killed by Angry Hippo. Uh-huh. By Hungry Hippo. Hungry Hippo. Hungry, Hungry Hippo eats Nick Grimshaw. So I'd just quite like that and I'd quite like to be amongst the other mad stories. Yes. Yeah, so and I love them because I always like, are they real or is someone just making these up? 
But I love then because then there'd be a mock-up on the front cover, so there'd be you like looking frightened, yeah, like with this hippo, yeah, angry hippo's mouth, and they'd probably open. like sort of Photoshop some sort of safari outfit on me. That's true. And then they'd find like they'd get on Getty Images and search for like the angry hippo. And then it'll be next to a lady mm. holding up. She's worked out. I had to make doilies from old toilet rolls. Yeah. Do you know what and I mean? And then someone like, I'm addicted to cream eggs. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> like that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, they love a bit of addiction, don't they? They love addiction to something yeah. that you're not really addicted to. They're like, yeah. I'm addicted to PG tips. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. This is an advertisement for BetterHelp Therapy Online. Goddess Charlie, you all right? You look a bit tense. What makes you say that? Well, <laughs> you're biting your nails and your leg is shaking like a horny chihuahua. Oh yeah, now you mention it, I do feel a bit stressed. Come on then, spill the beans to Auntie Kath. What's on your mind? That's the weird thing, I don't actually know. It could be the endless sleepless nights I spend strategising on how I'm going to get a ticket to Glastonbury this year, or it could be the triple espresso I neck to make sure I didn't fall asleep on the way to work. Blimey, goddess. Whatever it is, you should invest some time in getting to the bottom of it. You're right. It's no good letting things fester and get out of control, especially when it's so convenient to talk to therapists now. Ah, you mean our friends at BetterHelp? Precisely. It's entirely online and suited to your schedule. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash wake. That's Better H-E-L-P dot com slash wake. You may have heard of the podcast Juicy Scoop. Wondered what it is? Why aren't you listening? Well, I'm its host. Created it. Been doing it for seven years. I'm Heather McDonald of Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. Now, I could tell you why you should be listening to my show. But my listeners wanted to write the ad for me. And here are some of the things they said. Not your regular juicy podcast. Catch up on all the juicy topics from Hollywood and pop culture to true crime and beyond. Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop always has great guests, great laughs, and great gossip. It's a comedian's take on the hottest headlines. Juicy Scoop is the pop culture news you want to hear. No BS, no filter, no filler. Raw, real, and in the moment. Throw in the hilarity of amazing comedians that you'll instantly be obsessed with, a juicy crime story, and a dash of normal life in L.A. moments, and you've got yourself an amazing week of Juicy Scoop. Two episodes every week, every Tuesday and Thursday. It will never let you down. I used to um, I used to go to Manchester a lot as a kid, uh-huh. and to Oldham. Oh, did you? And to Wigan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know if you remember when you were a little boy watching the Harry Enfield show, mm-hmm. and we did an episode, well, we did a sketch where uh, the Kevin and Perry characters, and Perry comes back from Manchester. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thinking, <laughs> yeah. He's, thinking he's the man. That's yeah. it. And uh, the reason why that sketch happened was because... I'd told Paul and Harry about whenever I used to come back from being up north, I'd always be like, <laughs> you know, I'll be going to have tea and all that, you know. And my brothers would be like, what the fuck has happened to you, you know? <laughs> I've had an hour in Manchester. That's it. So that's uh, that's why we uh, came That's why did it. Oh, that's yeah. why they came up with the idea. I do idea. remember that. And I do do that when I go up to uh-huh. Manchester, I do get more northern. Okay, so now, so you're dead, you're in take a break. How do you think the public are going to feel? 
don't think people would be that bothered. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they would. Do you know? I think maybe people have got, oh, that man's dead. <laughs> Which one? You know that one that was on the radio? <laughs> don't think they'd be like National Morning, uh-huh. would they? I don't think you'd get, I'd get a full page. Oh, right. I think okay. I'd probably get, um, you know, like a, a sidebar, <laughs> like Slither. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Don't think it'd be, don't know if people would be like heading to my house to lay flowers. Oh, I'm sure, listen, you've got a huge fan base. You've got a big following, haven't you? Don't know, I don't think so. Oh, I think you have. I don't know that, I, I mean, I I mean, I don't know, I can't imagine it. Yeah, I don't, well, I love people, certain people on the radio, and if I found out they were dead, mm. or I love people's podcasts, I'd probably go, oh, that's sad. Yeah, yeah. And then get on with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's only certain people, I think, that when they die, yes. it, like people you don't know, like people in the public eye, that it, it proper gets you. You know, there's certain people, and I think it's more for me. It's it's musicians because yes. like the songs are like so sort of like intertwined in your life. So I think when someone who's made a song dies, yes, that's when it really gets me. I mean, maybe maybe I'm being mean to myself. Maybe someone used to listen and be like, oh, I listened to him, you know, every day going to school or whatever. Uh huh. So maybe. I'm sure there'd be more than one. More than one. At least four people. Yes. Might be <laughs> devastated. A, a little bit of an outpouring. Yeah, a little bit of an outpouring. But it does happen to everyone. And I remember my dad My dad died in uh, 2016. Mm-hmm. And my dad was very funny. Yeah. And... Um, had a lot of really good, solid northern attributes for a man his age. Like he was born in 1943. Yeah. So, he, you know, his outlook on life was like, you can imagine, yeah. like straight to the point. And I remember like talking to him <clears throat> before he died and he was like, like kind of like at peace with it and quite cool with it. And he was like, you'll die too one day. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he's like, you will. You'll die, you could die any day. Yeah. And I was really like, oh, okay. So his outlook on it was quite like, it happens. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it's the only fair thing, really. That's like, it. You're going to die. So I don't know. I, I think he um, he was sort of, I don't even know if it was the word stoic, but he was just pretty real about it. Uh-huh. So I think that sort of rubbed off on me. Yeah, yeah. You know? But that's good. That's a good attitude to have. I think so. Which is a very northern attitude. Yeah. Oh, shut up, my Shut dream. up. You'll die one You'll day. You'll be fucking dead tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that what it might be? <laughs> so looking back, right, is there anything in your life you think, oh, I'd love to have not done that? Is there anything Ooh. you would change? Any regrets? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think things happen for a reason and you grow from them and you learn from them and like uh-huh. stupid mistakes you do when you're younger messes and like broken bones and mm. broken hearts and stuff sort of you don't want to not do them because sort of, that's how you learn isn't it it's how you grow up and how you mature but I think probably there was a time I think I was probably not very nice to myself oh okay in like my teenage years yeah and I think when I was, even in my 20s, I don't think I was very nice to myself, maybe. Mm-hmm. Sort of my own worst enemy or like, a bit like, you don't deserve this or you shouldn't be doing this. So I think I'd probably be a bit kinder to myself. Okay. don't think I really started thinking about myself mm. till like my late 20s. Or yes. like, do I actually want to do that? Or is like going and getting wasted bad for your mental health? 
Do you know what I mean? Like I never, or maybe like have a glass of water. Yeah. Don't think I ever did that. And then I think when I got into my thirties, I sort of felt a bit, I don't know, a bit nicer to myself. That's it. So I'd have probably just like not been a bit mean to myself, but then I don't know if that happens. I think that does happen when you're a teenager and you're in your twenties. It's a sort of turbulent, messy time, isn't it? So maybe you do need to go through that to figure out who you are and stuff. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Genuinely, don't think I had like a glass of water. Mm. Or, like, did any exercise or any, like, till I was, like, 28? Yeah. yeah. Or something, I was like, oh, water. I think that's quite normal, I'll try though. it, yeah. I do think that's quite normal. Yeah. The funeral. Yeah. <laughs> right. You've got amazing singing voice, Cathy. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> the funeral. Yes. Do you like funeral? I mean, who likes? Yeah, love them. Oh, do They're you? such a laugh. No, I don't. Um, uh, <laughs> they are wicked. They're always tough, aren't they? They're always hard. It's always a, a very sort of necessary evil as well. Like I think you've got to have them, and sometimes. Well, you don't. Yeah, well, you I, haven't got to. No, you, you don't. But them. I mean, I, I find them quite helpful when someone's died for everyone to like be together and and properly mourn and like oh they are dead because sometimes you're like don't really believe it until the funeral's happened how do you want your funeral to be first of all do you want to be buried or cremated don't know it's a big question this isn't it yeah guy (laughs) (laughs) real big question because i like the idea of both oh do you yeah i like the idea of both i like the idea of being buried um you like the idea of being buried because a lot of people find the thought of being buried yeah. quite horrific. But you will be dead, so That's you won't it. really be that Well, that I think asked. people just have that silly notion, but what if I'm not really dead and you're I'm dead. buried? Yeah, you're dead. You're dead. Yeah, yeah. You're definitely dead. Uh-huh. And and you've been dead for a little while. It's not like you pass yeah. and then they're like, dig an hole. <laughs> it's a few days. Like, you, you, they've checked. Yeah, yeah. You're dead. So I quite like the idea of it. Because I quite like, I went to um, a funeral and I'd never seen this before. And I kind of liked it, liked it in that it, it, it felt quite special and, and communal and um, touching almost. That they they passed and they, we, we had the service and then we went to the, the graveyard mm. and they were put into like the hole uh-huh. and then all their family put the soil on yes and they used you know everyone used the same shovel and it was like everyone in the community and family and friends all put the soil on oh yeah and it was i don't know like lovely about it yeah yeah it felt like you know the person who's pastors been put into the earth mm. and then that earth has been placed by like the people that they love quite liked it yeah yeah and i quite liked that it was slow you know it, it takes a while yeah so you've got time to reflect and i thought it was nice that it sort of solidifies the family and the friends that like you're doing physical work uh-huh. to put someone to rest uh-huh. so you don't want to do it like go in after service cremation let's go to the pub no, no. quite liked that bit of like labor yes so maybe i'd have that and get buried that sounds quite beautiful. Yeah, actually. don't you think? So get your shovel ready, Kathy. Get your shovel and your four fans. Yeah, and they'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll make sure that that happens. 
But I just think that sounds lovely. Yeah, and it can be, you know, like a celebration of yeah. all that they've been through and how much we love them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Very much so. Still want everyone to be quite sad, though. Well, of course. Do you know what I mean? I do want to be quite sad. And I think for the actual funeral... I think as a reference point, mm. I, I ate it when people have funerals and they're like, everyone wear what you want and fun colours. Uh-huh. They loved colour. I'm yeah. like, no, I want everyone to be like in black. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Make the effort. Yeah, yeah. Like quite chic, maybe. Uh-huh. And quite um, sort of, do you remember like Amy Winehouse's Back to Black video? Yes. So like with like, a, you could have a veil on. Oh, lovely. Like a veil and like black and maybe just like red flowers or something. Oh, very you dramatic. Know, very dramatic. Like this room. Yes. Yeah. You basically want this. This. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here to die. And what would you have on your gravestone? So there's a really amazing um, tombstone in Highgate Cemetery. Yes. Um, and it was by... Um, by It's Patrick <laughs> Coalfield is uh-huh. an artist and it's his... Um, gravestone and it's basically like um, sort of grey set of stairs oh yeah like in stone and they drop down one two three four like that and on each drop down there's a letter Uh and the letters are (laughs) D-E-A-D dead so I quite like something like that that's fabulous. But, you know, somewhere outside the box, I'd just always seen gravestones that look like gravestones. Yes. And then when I saw that, I thought, like, you could have anything, really, couldn't you? You could have any shape. You can. I always have, like, triangles. I've always been drawn to, like, pyramids when I was a kid. So maybe I'd do, like, a... Just some sort of like, well, that's an, a, like a pyramid. Well, a pyramid is a, a, it's basically a grave, isn't yeah. it? A pyramid. It's a burial oh, site. Oh, yeah. Or maybe I could do, like, a full, like, Egyptian-style... Mummification. Oh, see, now That's you're thinking about now it. Now I'm thinking about it. Because I used to be obsessed with mummification as a kid. Can you tell I didn't have siblings to play with? <laughs> so I was obsessed with that like, because they pull the brain out the nose oh, yeah. with a hook. Yeah, yeah. And they remove everything wet from your body. Yeah. Get rid of that. And then just have your dry body wrapped up in the bandages. Or maybe I'd go for mummification. See, this is why you're cousin or whoever it was took you to Edward Scissorhands yeah. because they thought oh he can handle it he can handle He's it loves, He's he loves he loves all the mummification also that's quite nice in a coffin they put in they used to put in all stuff that you loved yes in ancient Egypt didn't they They'd put like your perfume in and a bit of bit of gold or something mm. so I guess, guess you could put some stuff in there that you love like salt and vinegar discos that's <laughs> it I remember watching a great documentary actually about Tutankhamun yeah. about them finding um, the Tutankhamun and stuff. And when they found the photographs, because this is in 1920 something uh-huh. or other, and the photo, I mean, it did just look like someone's garage. You know, like <laughs> when everything's been dumped in the fucking yeah, like, garage. Yeah, crap in there. Yeah, yeah. And, and there was stuff like sort of piled up, all a bit yeah. rickety. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe you'll go for that. Let's go for mummification. Okay. And a burial. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. After this short break. How was it? Um, Because how long were you at Radio 1? Was it strange leaving? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I was there from because it was it was really was my like childhood dream to be there. Like I, I really loved all the telly that we spoke about, but I really loved Radio 1. Uh-huh. And I think when I was growing up and 
um, you know, we only had four channels. We only had like one telly in the house. So if if my dad was watching something, the only other option was the radio. So I, I really fell in love with, it, love with it and I felt the community of it and everyone else on other radios, I thought, talk properly or had you know this sort of accent yes and radio one had you know sarah cox with her mm. accent and chris evans mm. and they were they just felt like naughty and i really loved them and i was like i really want to do it and then I ended up doing it and so i started when i was 23 amazing yeah and i left when i was 37 so i was there 14 years wow so a lot of life happens in that time and a yeah. lot of changes and yeah. you know your friends start getting married and having kids and that like, you're so different from 23 to 37 yeah so when i left i it, it did feel huge it felt you know seismic that i'd left in terms of like i'd accomplished my dream yes which was weird anyway uh-huh. and then it was done so that was even weirder. But it was like dying a bit uh-huh. because everyone sort of gave you obituaries and everyone posted like you were dead. Right. And pe- everyone sent you flowers. Yes. And then, you know, your family had say things to you and your friends would say things to you that they'd, they'd never said before. So it actually was like dying. But apart from you weren't dead. Yes. And so you could enjoy all the obituaries and, and the flowers. And did you enjoy it? Did you like I, it? I loved it. But yeah. it's quite, you know what's funny? I always doubted myself and mm. always thought like, oh, does anyone even listen? Does anyone even like this? And then like the last day, I was like, oh, maybe people do like <laughs> me on the radio. It was my last day. So a classic. After, I, after on the last day, I was like 14 years. I was like, oh, shit, shouldn't leave. Yeah. So only on the last day when people are like, you know, your friends are like, I always listen. And it's like having you round or whatever, like stuff that you don't normally say, you know, like that phrase, like giving people their flowers. Yeah. So it was really nice just to have conversations and chat with people. But it wasn't, it was, um, it did feel like I was dead when I left you. Yeah. Wow. Which I quite liked. So the eulogy at mm. the funeral. Who who who's going to do the eulogy? Who's going to speak about you? Well, yeah. Uh, who would I go for? I thought my friend Amy would be good. And so, tell me about Amy. So, Amy, I met when I was doing nighttime radio. Uh huh. So I was probably like twenty five or something. Twenty four, twenty five. And um, she has just sort of been a very constant friend in my life. She's very funny. Mm. She loves the same things I love. She's very smart and she's also very thoughtful she sort of taught me to be a good friend amy oh nice yeah and um we just remained proper close and i'm proper close with her family and her husband and she, she's got a kid now and her mum and dad i'm really close with them when they come over from new york they stay at mine and my dad and my mom are just over all my friends. Well, not now, but in my <laughs> 20s, my dad would be like, fuck here now. And like, you know, he'd come down to London and I'd be like, this is such a body. And they'd yeah. have like, they'd be like a club performance <laughs> artist. He'd be like, fuck here now, I'm a fucking idiot. So he didn't really like anyone, yeah, yeah. but he loved Amy. Because oh. she's like dry New Yorker. He yeah. was like, no shit. Yeah, yeah. And um, she's funny. And she's got great advice as well. Well, I think we've got the lovely Amy who's yeah, recorded so, so this. So I've not heard this. Well, let's have a little listen. Okay. <laughs> Hilarious, warm, fun, thoughtful, loyal, thin. These are but a few of the words that Grimmy would have suggested I use to immortalize him. I think we can all agree that today has been truly beautiful, and I'd like to thank you all for doing your part to make today, quote, 
as cliche and emo as an Adele video, which was Grimmy's final wish. He often said he wanted his funeral to be like his bathroom tiles, all black, dramatic, and overpriced. And looking around, I'd say he'd be proud. I'd like to thank Madonna for that beautiful rendition of Take a Bow, performed, of course, in the full John Galliano look from the 1994 music video, including Veil. I'd also like to thank world-famous creative director Ez Devlin for taking time out from her work on Super Bowl halftime show to produce today's event. I'm told over 40,000 candelabras were imported from the Vatican's supplier in Italy. Grimmy died as he lived, demanding the full attention of his loved ones. He would not have wanted us to be sad today. He would have wanted this to be a celebration of his life, the best party ever with all of his favorite people gathered in one place. He was a best friend to us all, but especially me. And I know I speak for everyone when I say he gave us the best times of our lives, except for those of us whom he dragged to spin class on weekend mornings. May his memory live on in us all. Please note he will be laid to rest in a Gucci suit that is, of course, sample size. <laughs> that is amazing. That is incredible. She's good, right? She's fab. She's really fab. She's good. Yeah, because I... Uh, thank you, Amy. Uh, that was um, mental to listen to. Mm. But very, very funny. And she's right. I, d- I would quite like it quite dramatic. Yes. You know, like Madonna doing Take a Bow. Yes, in yes. In a Galliano gown <laughs> with a candelabra. And that's it, because you did say earlier you do want everyone in black. Um... Yeah, I think if we're going to do it, like, I don't think be sad all day. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll come on to the wake bit, but I think the funeral should be very, like, guys, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's not happening, is is really dead. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'd quite like the sadness, the drama. You know when people do a funny thing at a, f- a funeral? Mm. Don't know about that. Right, right. Like a joke. Oh, yeah. I'm like, don't know, save that for after. Okay. Yeah. Well, lovely. Well, that leads us beautifully to... The Will and the Wake. Oh, yeah. The Will and the Wake. The Will and the Wake. But we do the Wake first. Okay, the Wake. So, we've mm. had this very dramatic, mm. very sombre, mm-hmm. everyone in black, mm. everyone crying, mm-hmm. everyone distressed uh, funeral. But now it's the wake. So, this is the party. The party. The after party. Yeah, I think you want to get all the tears out in the thing. In yeah. the, the thing. The funeral. So, get them all out then so that the wake can then be just hours of everyone uh having a laugh and remembering all good times. Uh-huh. Don't think you want crying at the wake. Get that done in the church, which is why you want the drama. So if anyone cries at the wake, what do you want? Kick them out? Yeah, kick them out. Yeah. You had the hour. Yeah, yeah. You could cry during Madonna's take a bow. That's it. Do you know what I mean? Now <laughs> it's party time. I think I'd like to do a wake at an Irish pub. Oh, very good. And um, Yeah, I just like the vibe of an Irish pub. You know, good times, no nonsense. Bit of live singing. Bit of live singing. So what do you think then happens when you're dead? When you're dead? I do think you're just dead. Yeah, yeah. I I just think heaven would be packed by now. And hell would be even more packed. Rammed. Rammed. Yeah, I'd find it exhausting. Imagine having to do this again and then you go to like heaven and everyone you've ever met say, oh, fucking hell, how did you die? Oh, I don't... Don't know about that. I think um, I think when you're dead, you're dead. And I think that um, there's something, um, I don't know, peaceful about that. Like, but, that's it. But what about um, reincarnation? 
Vegetable or mineral? Yes, so you've had the choice to be reincarnated. Mm. What do you think you'd like to come back as? Do you mean a mineral? Like, <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> like zinc or something? Yeah. Or diamond or something? Mm. No, boring. Animal, surely. I okay. don't think anyone's like, I'd love to come back as a beetroot. <laughs> <laughs> Are they? Is anyone like, I'd love to come back as spinach? <laughs> I think I'd come back as an animal. Do you know what I'd quite like to be? Go on. Uh, just like someone's pet dog. Oh, really? I think you have a nice time. Like when I'm trying to like do work at home yeah. or when I was trying to write my book last year and I'd look at the dogs, I was like, look at these little twats. Yeah, yeah. All they do is get up, <laughs> eat, go for a walk mm. and then go sleep on the couch all day. Yeah. And they've got their, love them, but they're thick. So they've not got anything <laughs> to think about. They're just like, I'm on the couch. Uh-huh. Or... Maybe I'd like to have a go as like one of the great female pop stars. Oh, right. Like come back and be like Grace Jones. Oh, yes. Do you know what I mean? She's pretty like fierce and confident and like truly in herself and, yeah. you know, artistic and talented. Yes. And so maybe like to be her. Be reincarnated as Grace, Grace Jones. Grace Jones. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. And what about haunting people? Oh, yeah, I'd love to do that. Oh, go on. I, I don't think I'd do it to scare people. Uh-huh. Um, wouldn't like that. Mm. I think I'd just do annoying things to people. Like what? So just sort of like hide my brother's car keys. <laughs> and like just move people's phone and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just to slightly annoy people like that. But that when you get to my age, uh, that, that happens, happens anyway. anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone is haunting you. All right, listener, a quick note, especially for you. If you've been listening to these and enjoying them, why not give us a little review or even hit the subscribe button? We've got some lovely bonus episodes too, where I sit down and talk shit with my goddesses and we do have a laugh. (laughs) It's just, oh my God, it's one of my favourite stories. So let's get back to the episode, shall we? So, well, I tell you what, Nick, this is uh, it's, this has been delightful. And I've just got one last thing to okay. ask you here. Would you like to know when you're going to die? Because oh. we can do. I've got special. Oh yeah. Things. Um, do I? To find out. Okay. Then. Uh, okay. The 18th of March, 2067. 2067. Oh. Oh, and I've just. 20 what? 2067. 2067. But I've just something's come through because I've I've said explanation, please. Oh. And it's the 43 s- years. Yeah, yeah. That's soon. No. And it'll be the same day as David Attenborough. What he's gonna live for 43 more years? Yeah. Oldest man alive. Oh my god. Like a human tortoise. Right, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's quite bad because if I die on the same day as David Attenborough, no one's going to give a shit. You won't. You will. You won't even make like the, the four fans. Yeah. Maybe one out of the four will turn yeah. up for you. But I do think it'll be. You a, don't want to die that day. Uh, it'd be a big day of mourning. Yeah. For the Attenborough. For the Attenborough. Huge. Thanks, Kathy. It's been gorgeous. It's been so fun. Thank you so much. Thanks I, for having me, guys. And uh, send my love to Manchester and Oldham. Yeah, I will. And I'll get you, I will get you that pie. I want a bit of cheese you know and onion pie. Let me ask pie. her, see if she'll make you one. I'll get you one while I'm up. How will we do that? Oh. How are you going to get that to He's me? going. I don't know, I'm driving back. He's going. He's gone. 
You've been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Wake with me, Kathy Burke. My producer goddess for this episode is Jemima Rathbone. Sound and video engineering by Josh Gibbs, Jay Bill and Teddy Riley. Production coordinator is Archon Mohalay. Marketing by Abby Brock. Additional production and development from Chris Skinner and Dan Cocker. Original music written and performed by Jonathan Rathbone. The executive producer is Ollie Wilson.